You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. Staying healthy is about mind, body and spirit. Here's what's happening in your community to keep you feeling fab. In today's episode, Gabby Cabral puts to Dr Sanjay Bhargava the most commonly posed questions about COVID-19 vaccines. Which COVID-19 vaccines are being used in Australia in 2021? So basically we are using two. Uh, One is uh, the Pfizer vaccine, which is only available in hospitals and in the aged care facilities, while the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is um, available to all the GPs, and both are pretty good efficacy in the studies. And the Pfizer one has shown 80% protection, and it starts even uh, after first dose uh, within two weeks. Who, who will get vaccinated first and how is this decided? So what government has done is um, made priority framework. So based on who is uh, more vulnerable and the people who are likely to have uh, more impact and severe disease. So based on that, we have rolled out phase 1A, which is a frontline workers and quarantine healthcare workers and then we've made it to 1B, which is currently we are going on with 70 years and old and who have significant medical problems and the GPs and all the healthcare workers. So we are going to phase 1C soon, uh, according to the, uh, the priority cases. That's, that's right. right. So where will people be able to access the vaccines and, and will it be free? It's all free. The government has uh, spent a lot of money. Uh, everybody's eligible at some stage. To make sure that the whole population is vaccinated. That's right. And uh, roughly, I can give you some idea, it's about $360 million the government has... Uh, spent on, on vaccines. On the global effort in order to stop the spread of COVID, so including the vaccination. How will I know when it's my turn to be vaccinated? So uh, we are rolling out slowly and uh, GPs are a big resource, but you can also go through a tracker online. 17th of May is the phase 1C where uh, we are starting with the 50 and above. So between 50 and 70 who are not being vaccinated till now can get vaccinated. So why should I get a COVID vaccine? This question is being asked very frequently in general practice. So I've been vaccinating for last one month now, almost. And some of the patients are in a bit of denial or they want to know. Since there is no COVID at this stage, this infection doesn't exist. Uh, in Australia, only in the quarantine you know, hotels and places. So your question is valid why we shouldn't but the problem is there's so much of turmoil and so much of infection around australia and my feeling is any two cases if they are positive and they travel through the illawarra all right they come to kayama and uh, they go through unnoticed and this has happened in the past and when this happens we all go into lockdown and then we worry whether we should have got the covid vaccine or not 
going I back noticed to your... in the news today, sorry to interrupt, that they found some elements of the virus in the sewage system in the Illawarra today. So I suppose it is of concern to all of us. Yes, absolutely. So it is still around. So long as we have learned how to control the spread and how to work with the quarantine, and some people have suggested that quarantine should be moved away from the big cities and uh, this is not the best place to quarantine uh, people coming from overseas. So, you know, would you wait till that point where suddenly there is some infection and then you start thinking that we should have got it? So prevention, so prevention yes, absolutely, is, is absolutely yes. necessary. So can I choose which vaccine I get? Um, that's a, again a good question. At this stage, the GPs are the one who can make a decision or your doctors can make a decision whether you are qualified for a AstraZeneca or not. The Pfizer vaccine, which is uh, more safe so far uh, as per the side effect profile, we are giving only in hospital system and only available to very limited people. So we don't have a choice, much choice at this stage. I think we because of the limited numbers. Limited numbers. And once we get more vaccines available in the near future, we probably would expect more choices. So if you have a high chances of getting thrombosis, which is another serious side effect, which I'll talk to you in a second, then you may not be qualified for AstraZeneca one and we'll have to offer you the other vaccine. How many doses will be required? So we are giving two doses at this stage and the Pfizer one we are giving in three weeks interval minimum. The AstraZeneca one is again minimum is four weeks interval, two vaccines, but we are preferring to give it at 12 weeks. That's the optimal time. Now, if you are not available for the second vaccine and you are planning a holidays, there is a possibility you can take it one week earlier or one week later. So that's not a problem. So can COVID-19 vaccines be co-administered with other vaccines, like the flu vaccine, for example? Yeah, it's interesting you asking this because it's a flu vaccine season now. That's right. And uh, we are running the flu vaccination uh, as per our schedule. What we are doing is we're giving option to the patients. So some patients are a bit reluctant to go for COVID vaccine straight away. So we're giving them flu vaccine and then booking them after three weeks time to get the COVID vaccine. But somebody who gets a COVID vaccine first, then we delay our flu vaccine for at least two weeks. So give them again after three or four weeks. So in between the two doses of AstraZeneca COVID vaccine, we are giving the flu jab. So how long will immunity from the COVID vaccine last? Now, this is a million dollar question. Um, Gabby, uh, we don't know at this stage. It's unknown. Yeah, we don't know. People have this feeling that this is going to last for long and we'll need a booster dose like any other flu every year. Right. But that's still a hypothetical thing because we haven't had this vaccine for a long time and we still don't have that clear answer. So can different COVID vaccines be used interchangeably? Can you get a dose of the Pfizer and then get the AstraZeneca later or? We don't recommend that. There's no studies to say how much you will get the protection because you know these two vaccines work differently. So we try and stick to one vaccine. If you have a lot of contraindications for AstraZeneca, then you probably will be fine with Pfizer and then you should get second one Pfizer too. 
But I've got instances where we can't give the second dose of same vaccine and we have to offer the second other different variety. So now the million dollar question, does the AstraZeneca vaccine cause blood clots? Alrighty. So going back two months ago, if you would have asked this question, I would have said it's a, it, is, it is very rare and doesn't exist. Or, But now we've got enough evidence that it is a serious concern. The only good thing I could say is it is still very rare. All right. So getting a clot in general with somebody who's young and who is on a contraceptive pill is higher than getting this vaccine and getting a clot. Now, my understanding is, again, the COVID virus itself, if you get a COVID infection, you have a much higher chance of getting clots and thrombosis. So to protect you from major infection and complication, if you take vaccine, and then unfortunately, if you're rare to get this clot, it is possible, it's a side effect. Now, the major one is the central thrombosis, the brain thrombosis. You know, you can have persistent severe headache uh, is a concern. So most, you know, the side effects don't last for more than 24 to 48 hours. Once in a while, the weakness after the vaccine can last for a few days. Uh, but if it is a persistent headache and not responding to Panadol or simple analgesics, you should report back to your GP and it may be a serious concern. Um, but getting a clot in your uh, thighs or in your calf muscles or a clot in your lungs, you will have some symptoms and that's easy to pick up and it's treatable. But again, it is a very rare, so everybody is concerned. Lots of patients who come to me and they, they are not, they say, we, don't, we know that it's very rare, so we'll go ahead. So what's your advice for people who have had blood clots in the past? Should they get vaccinated or not? Yeah, that's again an uh, interesting question. I recently had uh, some of the specialists suggesting that uh, if you had any clot in the past, like a pulmonary embolism or clot in the you know calf, the DVT we call it, then you should not get that vaccine. But in fact, these studies have not shown. And I was going through the literature in the last few days when I was about to you know have this uh, podcast. And uh, I couldn't find any serious uh, you know, concerns, evidence, evidence yeah. to say that if you had in the past, you should not get it. Only a couple of occasions where they say if you've got a central venous thrombosis in the brain, or we call it TTS, where there's a thrombocytosis, uh, and platelets, uh, the thrombocytopenia, which is very low platelets, is a condition which is again an immunological condition. That would obviously not, you should not be taking AstraZeneca vaccine. So there are very few limited contraindications. But if you are on a blood thinner like an aspirin or even a plavix, which is very common for heart patients, uh, most patients qualify and they should get COVID vaccine. So is it safe? to be vaccinated if you are immunocompromised, if you've got some sort of an think, autoimmunity uh, Yeah, condition. I think it is uh, autoimmune and the immunological conditions are quite varied. So from mild to severe. So somebody who's got a steroids for um, asthma attack or is still on a small dose or on a rheumatoid arthritis, and those are immunological conditions. And if you are on a medications for that, I think it's a good time to have a good discussion with GP. But my understanding is, uh, and I'm not an expert, but I've gone through the literature and I'm doing it in the last few weeks anyway. 
So what I understand is they are not contraindications for the vaccine. So the vaccine will still protect in most patients. And the reason is because it's not a live vaccine. So it's not a serious threat. So even if you are... They're not injecting you with a virus, they, to put it in layman's terms. <laughs> that's right. So they, they are injecting uh, adenovirus, which takes this vaccine or protein into your body, which is the mRNA, uh, you know, the messenger RNA, which goes into your body and gives you immunity. But it doesn't cause COVID infection. So, so it is quite safe. Right. So that sounds to me, in layman's terms, that it's okay. If they're not injecting you with the virus. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So they are not injecting. It should be safe. And I'm, uh, I think uh, things change, Gabby. Now, I'm giving this information as per today, all right? Absolutely. Um, so if things change, we are happy to go back to our you know, patients and people in general to talk about what's the recent guidelines. And they keep changing the goalpost. And I'm not a scientist. I'm just following the advice from the government body. So I suppose we are all individually hoping that our GP is up to date with the latest information to advise us when the time comes to be vaccinated. Absolutely. I think that's a good point. And uh, some of the GPs have interestingly avoiding giving the vaccine. So they, they know it's too much and it is uh, uh, not lucrative for some of the people. But as a part of the community and uh, it's our job, so we are keeping on the top of the things and um, more than happy to talk on phone or see in person. Well, we will certainly let our listeners know the websites to visit for more up-to-date information as it happens. But in the meantime, we thank you for your insights and your advice. And uh, it's wonderful to have you on board. Thank you, Dr. Sanjay. Thank you for having me, Gary. KiamaCommunityRadio.org For the latest information and advice issued by the Australian Government regarding COVID-19 vaccines, go to www.health.gov.au slash initiatives and programs slash COVID-19 vaccines. Join us next time for some more ways to keep you feeling fab. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. While Kiama Community Radio makes every effort to provide correct information, the content in this segment is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Please contact your own physician for questions you may have regarding issues discussed in this episode. Should you disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking it based on information from this segment, you do so at your own risk.